welcome back to the three pixels pixel bite edition yes the pixel bite is something we're going to give a try starting with this episode which are bite size episodes which you can find out by the latest news happening in the pixel world without as much special editing or fancy gimmicks going on just the raw content us talking about it as it's happening and getting it straight out to you so if you want to hear about what's going on in all of the pixel realms then stay tuned Keep an eye out and subscribe for more Pixel Byte stuff. Without further ado, let's get straight into the content. Of course, we have Darvi and Martin with us. Hello, guys. How's it going? Hello. It's good to be back. Thank you very much for having us again. The Developer Among Us, a social intuition murder mystery game that's fast become one of the most popular multiplayer titles of the year, is currently battling against a particular pernicious spam attack. The spam is promoting a mysterious online handle, Eris Loris, and is becoming bad enough that Among Us Studio Inner Sloth has had to perform emergency maintenance starting late last night, the 23rd. Hacking and other forms of cheating in Among Us has grown considerably since the game emerged, according to a report by Kotaku. And Among Us has only grabbed more of the spotlight just the past few days following a huge successful Twitch stream from Rep Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez DNY alongside high-profile streamers to encourage voting in the upcoming US election. It was only just yesterday players started experiencing the Eris Loris spam in their online matches. Developer Innersloth said on Thursday it was super duper aware of the current hacking issue and it would be pushing out an emergency server update to try and address it. The spam attack began sometime on Thursday when players discovered their in-game chat logs filling up with messages promoting Loris YouTube channel with some messages threatening users with hacking of their personal devices if they didn't subscribe. Other messages promoted both the YouTube channel and President Donald Trump personally. A Eurogamer report published today on the 24th features an interview with the supposed creator of the spam attack on Discord. The hacker claims to have recruited dozens of others to participate by contributing servers, although it's unclear exactly how the hackers are managing to spam so many matches at once. The end goal, it appears, is to promote the Eris Loris YouTube channel, which advertises hacks and other game cheating services. The spam attack may have hit as many as 1.5 million games, affecting close to 5 million players, if the hackers' claims are to be believed. Loris is also a self-described Trump supporter, which we're all surprised by. So the latest update from one of the developers is saying, so yeah, we're rolling out a server update. I'm using a faster method than I've ever done before, but it'll impact players more. Try to be careful, but also you might get booted. It's for the greater good at this point. Consider it an emergency maintenance for blank hours. So one of the biggest games of the year is turning out to be Among Us. How do we feel about it? You know, this game was made in June 2018 and in September, nearly 42 million people have downloaded it from Steam and a further 48 million times it was downloaded on Android and iOS later that month. This game is actually two years old and really it's only come alight because of this pandemic. People obviously trying to find other new games, indie games, and you know it's a, it's a complete murder mystery and I think everyone loves a good murder mystery and it's always good to try and trick your friends if you are the imposter or the killer. And genuinely, it's been such a welcoming to my life. I've really enjoyed the game. Yeah, it grew so quickly in popularity. It went from a game that was no one heard of. And in fact, it had been out for such a long time, took me as a surprise to everyone on YouTube, everyone I know playing it, and it just being one of those games of the year that's just grabbed everyone's attention. I'm pretty sure 
out of those 41, 42 million downloads, at least 2 million of them have come from the kids at my work. Because Among Us is all they ever want to talk about. Um, and in fact, the last couple days, one little girl has come into my room in particular, and every day she asks, can we play Among Us? Even though we don't allow computers or phones, um, unless it's for school. Among Us has become a cultural phenomenon, not only for YouTubers and the like, as Benjamin said, but also it has hit that kids market very heavily, and I expect to see a lot of Among Us merch around Christmas time as well. I think what I learned most from playing Among Us, because we all played it as a podcast, I would be such a horrible murderer because I would not get away with it. I was way too obvious when I was stalking Martin. I couldn't lie to save my life. It was horrible. I'm not surprised that Among Us has been targeted for hackers. It seems like this year the biggest digital gatherings have been on Zoom and Among Us, both of which were targeted for hacking. And I think that since we can't gather as much in person anymore, I think that these online gatherings have become all the more important for people with nefarious intentions. The biggest apps in their market are going to get the most attention because why do something that no one's going to see when you could do something that everyone's going to know about and talk about? So obviously that's the big pull with Among Us. I'm a little bit confused though about using it to promote Trump because my experience, especially in public lobbies, that the audience is quite young and as Darby was saying, quite young. Like I bet the the larger majority of the people playing probably can't vote so or, or care, you know, in any way, shape or form. So it's a little bit of a, a weird one, but I guess it making it into national news and stuff like that brings bigger attention. So maybe it isn't so silly. And I suppose that Among Us being made by a small studio and not having as much, you know, technology backing it and stuff like that might have made it a bit more of an easier target for them. And yeah, I feel bad for Innersloth, the developers, because no one deserves this. And, you know, it's um, it's really frustrating to see it, especially to, you know, such a small developer, which is probably costing them um, money to rectify this. I don't really think it's been something that, you know, this will be decide the election or anything like that. I just think it's purely out of this person could hack an area and just went with it. And that was the first thing that probably came to his mind. I will also say what a strange tactical move it is to hack a game in order to tell people to vote one way or the other, because many Americans have already cast their vote and Voting is almost done. Election day is in early November, so we're almost there already. Um, and I can firmly say, without a doubt in my mind, that the people who are going to turn out to vote have already decided who to vote for. <laughs> I do not know a single person 
who is undecided still. And especially right now, because our nation is so politically polarized, when you first heard the names, you immediately knew who you were going to vote for one way or the other. So it's, in my mind, it's quite bizarre. Not only are you interacting with most likely a lot of people who cannot vote, whether because they aren't American citizens, I mean, this is a global game, right? Or because they're too young, but also to scream in the 11th hour about, oh, vote one way or the other. I don't think anybody is going to be convinced. I mean, that's that's not a winning argument. Yeah, it's a very strange tactic. I don't know how effective it would really be. And they've definitely overstepped the line with going on to threaten users with hacking of their own personal devices if they don't subscribe to the YouTube channel. So it's hard to say who these are. It's even hard to say the ages of the people that are doing it. It could be quite young themselves. It does seem like a bit of a naive thing to do with no real actual benefit. And you know, you're you're really by identifying yourself with the YouTube channel, go and subscribe over there and check that out. You know, you're really just bringing hate over. I don't think it's actually going to be beneficial at the end of the day. And a lot of people have a lot of love for this game, so it's really just going to probably turn people against them uh, in general. But I don't know if this was uh, part of the reason or if there was other reasons going on, but in a slot, the developers have said that they are scrapping the sequel that they were going to be working on and putting all their work into the first game, which is, you know, both good and bad because, you know, a lot of growth has gone into this game all of a sudden. So I think that maybe re-looking at it and adding more features into the game that's already really popular and a lot of people are playing will be better. And there is talk that they may add in actual user accounts rather than at the moment, everyone's kind of anonymous and can just create any username they want when they join in a match, which is causing some of the problems because it's hard to identify people. So it's hard to properly ban people or, or remove them from the game if they are being abusive in general or doing anything like this. So it'd be nice to see actual accounts turn up so that there's some form of penalty or punishment for, for issues being done. You know, currently if you're creating your own game, you can ban people out of your game, but it doesn't stop them from impacting anyone else's and doing anything like that. So it's good to see that they're putting some love into the game and to add more stuff into it now that there's quite a big user base rather than working on the next thing. So that's good. Aside from all this stuff going on, it's it's a massively fun game and I would recommend you having a look and checking it out and playing with your friends. It's better if you've got a group of people to play with. Um, if you're interested in playing with us, then maybe get in touch in social media, links in the show notes below, and then we could probably get you onto our Discord and join in with us. That'd be a lot of fun if we could get some people together to play. So get in touch in that usual way. I just hope, obviously, with this whole attack, doesn't really derail the popularity of Among Us. I don't think it will at all. I think it'll continue to grow from strength to strength. And the fact that uh, Innersoft are now putting all their resources back into a game, which is already two years old, you know, we could see some more maps, maybe more different tasks. And actually, in a way, it might help the game because everyone, with all these resources going in there, more and more people will be like, what's new? What's next? Because as gamers, we love new things on games that we already previously love. And what do you think would make being an imposter easier for you, Darby? Honestly, I think it would be easier if I wasn't in a group doing it so that I didn't have to get on the emergency meeting and then lie my keister off because it was rough. I won't, I won't lie to you all. It was rough. And I didn't even kill anybody, by the way. 
I was the world's worst murderer. <laughs> <laughs> so if no one dies in your game, then maybe it was Darby there all along. That's what we've learned in this episode. That's all we've got time for in this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you haven't checked out Among Us, we definitely recommend you go and do that. It is a great game and you can join in for free by downloading it onto your smartphone or tablet. If you enjoy this new format, let us know as well and subscribe if you're new around here. And we'll see you guys on the next episode. Goodbye. See you later. Bye. You're tuned in to the Three Pixels podcast.